am I really going to to learn this? Uh, this is so new, and uh, no one can can do it, etc. That you are here to learn and take risks um, has has completely changed my my philosophy to to such projects. You through that experience, you learn a new cutting edge technology. Um, it, it just allows you to, you know, go out of your comfort zone and grow and develop your skills. How much can a 30-minute conversation with the right person change your life, career, mindset, and actions? Asking questions and listening to learn has taken me around the world and through two master's degrees. I'm Rob a learn-it-all voicing a growth mindset and working with my podcast team to share perspectives that empower listeners who believe there's more to all of our stories. These relatable coffee chats are the fun, fast, and free way to laugh, learn, and look back while we witness purpose and direction for making our own way with heart and hard work. Um, yes. Hard, hard work and action. And I'm here with Haifa Haddad. Super stoked to be here. Haifa dialing in all the way from Germany. What are you drinking? So I'm currently drinking a coffee, actually. Um, I love coffee, but I don't drink it uh, in the late afternoon. Otherwise, I cannot sleep. <laughs> Interesting choice to drink the coffee late in the afternoon because you're calling in all the way from Germany. But glad you could join us for this coffee chat. We'll have listeners might be dialing in when they're in the car, or going to work or in the morning, making breakfast, coming home from the gym, whatever it might be. So nice of you to to share the coffee chat with all of us. And before we get into the conversation, we we want to know the first question that we ask on this podcast is, how do you want to be witnessed? Yes. Um, so my name is Haifa. Um, I I am a person who really loves helping others, and um, I feel fulfilled by that. And especially uh, when nurturing women and youth, uh, especially in educate education and empowering them to achieve their dreams, because we need more of that in the world. Mm, first sip of the podcast coming from me right here. <laughs> but that's great because it's a sentiment that a lot of people share, and it's nice to hear someone like yourself owning it and enjoying the you're allowed to see yourself that way and hopefully we can see you that way as well and so for our listeners to know a little bit more about you you have taekwondo medals you have had the presidential award for tunisian national science day and you achieved the best national gpa in in baccalaureate um, with mathematics as a specialization shout out uh, i got my degrees in math too you also speak four languages and you're learning your fifth and you're living in three continents or have lived in three continents. So you certainly have so much cool experience and to get to pick your brain and to learn from your mindset and the way that you make your decisions is gonna be really cool today. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, so the first step, we're gonna we're gonna laugh with you, we're gonna learn with you, and we're gonna look back. We're first gonna throw you in a hot seat for two minutes, rapid fire, get to build some relationship and get to know you better. Are you ready for it? Mm, yep, I guess so. <laughs> nice. Okay, two minutes on the clock. What is your life mantra? My life mantra is all is good right here, right now. Nice. Enjoy the moment. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you were stuck on an island, what book would you bring? I would bring From Zero to One, um, the book of Peter Thiel. Very cool. That, that I got to check that one out. What's a yeah. song that empowers you? Um, 
I would say all the songs of Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this is an interesting question for you, being that you've been to so many countries and so you're so global. What's a country that you wish you could travel to? My dream country to travel is um, to do a safari in Africa, in Tanzania, for example. Wow. Are you a dog or a cat person? Definitely dog person. <laughs> nice. Now I'm going to freestyle a couple. I want to know what are the languages you speak? So I speak Arabic and French as mother languages, uh, German also uh, like as mother language and English. And I'm also learning Spanish. Learning Spanish. Okay. So here's a couple would you rather questions. What would you rather have chunky or smooth peanut butter? Mm, smooth peanut butter, I would say. Mm, that's okay. <laughs> would you rather have regular or sweet potatoes? Regular potatoes. <laughs> oh, okay. Over two. Okay. Would you rather have crunchy or hard tacos? Crunchy tacos. <laughs> Okay, you saved yourself. That would be a good opportunity to practice the Spanish. You could throw in a por que no los dos. Yeah. Why not both? Uh, and two more questions. What is a fake superpower that you wish you had? Fake superpower to know the future so I can anticipate things. <laughs> I, like, I partly feel like you can already do that. What's your real life superpower? My real life superpower, I'd say, is empathy because I understand people. I kind of have sixth sense to people. And yeah, I just have a big empathy to them. And so you have that sixth sense. I knew you had a little something. And, and so that's a perfect transition into our learn section with you. So really thinking about experiences that changed the way you think had a vivid impact on your, your life experience and the way that you approach situations and problems now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what were some of those vivid defining moments in your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I would like to structure them into maybe three key lessons or, or takeaways. Um, the great. first one, the first one is is about uh, education, and it's not a given good. Um, I will go later in detail about how that has shaped me and how I got to know that. And I would say the second lesson is about turning every challenge or molehill obstacle let's say into an opportunity mm -hmm. um, and the okay. third reflection okay. is about being a work in progress uh, so we are all working progress and uh, perfection does not exist so let me go in detail into uh, these, these three buckets and kind of uh, see how how my experience and my uh, childhood and youth have have uh, shaped that so Education is not a given good, and, and it's really something uh, that we should fight for and we shouldn't take for granted, especially in Western countries, because um, we don't necessarily see that in our daily lives. I mean, even in COVID, when we were having uh, online lessons, we would say, oh, this is so boring. But actually, there are people who are out of school because of that. Right. And um, I, I have actually witnessed the Tunisian revolution in 2011. So I was in, in college at that time. And uh, it, it was a high time of instability in the country. And we even had weeks of, of interrupted uh, school. Um, so, I mean, after that, it, it got better. And, and of course, uh, we returned back to school. But even in, in the pandemic now, many people are, are out of school because of that, because of the lacking infrastructure in, in some countries. 
Um, and that's why education is such a topic that is very, very dear to my heart. And um, now I'm at Microsoft, I'm very yeah engaged and kind of giving back to my community. So I'm, for example, teacher uh, for cloud computing in Ready School of Digital Integration. So kind of a nonprofit organization. Um, and um, yeah, it's definitely reflect on that, that we should fight for education and we should we should definitely do something to to make things better because i mean just to give you some numbers all in 2018 so before the pandemic um there were 29 million girls out of school and about 27 million boys out of school primary school so together about 60 million approximately children that were out of primary school so that's very high number um and that was pre-pandemic and i suppose that in the aftermath of the pandemic, that number has definitely increased. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just taking a moment to reflect on how your experience has shaped your mindset on education. I think a lot of people share those sentiments of wanting to realize, you know, how important education is and and also not letting schooling get in the way of education and truly what it means to, to be a learned at all like yourself and someone who doesn't take for granted those opportunities. It's it's very special. You can see that in in your your learn it all mindset with the mathematics degrees and learning five languages. It's it's truly a privilege, and it's it's amazing to see the way that you you run with it, and and it's awesome that you take every advantage that you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should all. Uh, it's it's something that we should also enjoy enjoy the process of of edu like education and learning new things. It's not about the result, but about the process that you're really feeling fulfilled uh, with that process. So, um, yeah. yeah, It's not easy to do when, you know, we get swamped and taken away by the momentum of everyday molehill obstacles, if you will. So it's kind of a nice transition into the, the second thing you were talking about. I love the way you framed it for us, by the way, but talk about the molehill obstacles and, and not turning them into mountains and keeping everything in perspective for you reframing. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So turning molehill obstacles into opportunity mountains, let's say, uh, it just takes like the right amount of grit, um, of optimism and passion for the things you do. And keep in mind that every, every negative thing or every negative incident that happens also has a positive side. So in Arabic, there is this quote that is also that does also exist in, in English, I think. Uh, it's called... Um, um every no what doesn't kill me makes me stronger mm. so everything Hit that it. absolutely so it, it really makes you stronger and uh, maybe I reflect on my on my youth as I came to Germany so I came to Germany with 18 years uh, I was 18 years old and uh, you know I was like this little girl very very curious uh what's yeah what's happening in another country uh, everything looked so exciting the first new days um i like i i loved it and i love this new environment etc but you know then after a few weeks it it kind of i got kind of a cultural shock and everything kind of started being uh you know, so sad. And I was starting being homesick. I missed my family, my friends, my social circle. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I even even thought about going back home. Uh, I just wanted to leave everything and go back home to be with my family and friends again. Um, but then we had like I had um, I had German classes the first year and we were a small group uh, that also lived on campus. And 
one of them suggested, why don't we just uh, go to a sports club, you know, to just uh, get uh, get better uh, exposure to more international students and get mm -hmm. to get, you know more people. So we started doing that. We were, I think, three or four people going to dance uh, classes uh, in the evening <laughs> after, <laughs> after uh, you know, just to bring some joy into life. Um, and, and that was really kind of a turnaround because... Um, like we had really interesting interactions with very interesting new people. Uh, we knew not even people from Germany, but you know, from Portugal, from Canada, from uh, China, from all over the world. And it was just so cool to to see that also other people are in the same situation as you. And and then I started looking at things from the more positive side and everything was more enjoyable uh, at one time. And, you know, time flew so fast. So now I'm more than six years in Germany and I consider it my home as well. So I kind of consider Tunisia my home and Germany my home. It's it's interesting. I never thought I would I would feel that one day. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really turning or looking at things from the positive side, looking at the uh, full part of the glass. Mm. That's that's beautiful. I think I, I can relate having similar experience. I, I moved to China after I finished my first master's degree and it was it was a lot of fun. I had friends over there, but then, you know, naturally you're going to feel homesick. You're going to miss. And, and it, it was always every time I was getting ready to go back home to visit that I would miss it the most. It was like, I yeah. couldn't, couldn't wait to get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but, but to find those communities, to find those people that really make you feel that sense of belonging and that, that sense of where you're supposed to be, no matter where you are in the world, it, it kind of, it, it stood out to me to think, especially dance was, was big for you. Mm -hmm. Dance was really big for me as well. I got very much into Latin dancing with salsa, bachata, and also a style of dance called kizumba. And yeah. the the relationships that we built through that, I eventually got to a point when I, I felt so connected with our community that when I went back to the United States after actually COVID was really what forced kind of everyone back home, there yeah. was a reverse homesickness where mm -hmm. like I felt like I was a stranger in my own hometown. And I missed the community that was built there. So it's, it, it highlights to me how important it is to be building communities and surrounding yourself with people who allow you to turn those those molehill obstacles into opportunity mountains, like you said. Absolutely. Totally relate to that as well. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. And it's not easy to do, which no. it's not something like I, I'm going to pretend like I always have the best minds that people think I do because I think that's when I'm the most verbal because I'm that's the optimistic side. You see, when when I'm in my low lows or whatever I'm feeling, when I'm when I'm in those kind of harder places, I'm not as you know, you just don't see me as much. So that, yeah. that that won't stick in you. But it also also goes to show that, like you said, no one is perfect and that we're all works in progress. And so I wanted to hear you kind of reflect a little bit more on that and connect with your thoughts. Yes. Yes. So no one is perfect. And uh um, this is kind of a message or kind of an encouragement to never be afraid of failing. And it really Sipping. it's good to take it's good to take risks and it's good to take bold moves because that's how you learn and that's how you develop yourselves. I mean, there was I think some statistics that said people who took more risks at work were kind of happier and more, more satisfied at work. So um 
um, like take risks, but keep in mind that there is always someone that has your back, either your colleagues, your your family, your friends, your community. I mean, at Microsoft, I'm, um, I, I've had an experience where um, a kind of I was working with a cutting edge technology uh, in artificial intelligence, which, which was completely new and no one was, was working on it. It had a little or no references because we were the first project that was that was supposed to be a reference. Exclusive. And <laughs> and, and um, at, at first I was kind of, yeah, it's it, like. Am I really going to to learn this? Uh, this is so new, and uh, no one can can do it, etc. But having the um, the belief that there is something or someone that takes your back and that you are here to learn and take risks um, has has completely changed my my philosophy to to such projects. Um, and I mean, it's it's very rewarding at the end when. You, through that experience, you learn a new cutting edge technology. Um, it, it, it just allows you to, you know, go out of your comfort zone and grow and develop your skills. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's risky, but it's rewarding at the end. And yeah. uh, just keep in mind that we are all work in progress and um, we are all learning through life. Yeah, I'm with you. And at first, you know, that might sound like general advice, but I really love the way that you reflect on it. It lets us, lets myself, it lets listeners really connect with your story because we kind of hear that message a lot. Don't be afraid to fail. You know, you'll see Oprah Winfrey failed and Bill Gates failed and, and Apple failed and, and Michael Jordan failed. And like, and it's because of that that they succeeded, right? But to hear you reflect on what it meant to you truly in the way you stepped up to take on a project like that where there's there's a lot of ambiguity there's no right or wrong answer there's no answers in the back of the textbook like with uh, math equations mm -hmm. like we're we're dealing with real am, real ambiguous problems and how do you solve them and how do you take that step forward with the understanding that this is probably going to be wrong which is almost like what I do every day like my first question <laughs> is never the best question but it's going to lead me to the better question it's going to lead me to a better relationship it's going to open up more opportunities mountain opportunity mountains and it's just gonna overall be better if i'm willing to accept that what i'm about to say in 10 minutes it's gonna be obsolete because i'm already gonna have learned more from it there's only two options i'm either gonna say something helpful useful profound or someone's gonna correct me and then put me on yeah. a better track towards the the answer that i need absolutely and i mean we we also sometimes uh ask questions that might, might make the product itself better, right? So sometimes we ask things we shouldn't ask, but at the end it turns out, yeah, you know, that's really interesting question. Why don't we really uh, implement that and make it better? So <laughs> it's, it's really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why so, don't you, it's like almost a responsibility to ask the question. Absolutely. We have to, we have to. <laughs> and that's what we try to do on this podcast is just get better at asking questions. And so before we go, now we're moving to our star story. I want to ask you one more question and making feedback more fun, making, make, giving a chance. I think everybody hates feedback because the only time you get it is when something bad is no one ever remembers to, to point out the good things that we do, but I want to go back and forth and talk about a, a cool story that you have prepared kind of for us in star format. And for anyone listening for the first time, star format is situation, task, action, and results. And overall, 
it's usually used in business interviews, but it's also just helpful for communication skills in general. And what I'd love to do is point out a couple of great things that you do in your story so that listeners can emulate and be able to reflect on their own stories and tell them with, with greater strengthening and reflection. So the question that I want to ask for us to prepare here is tell us about a time when you had to work with a team to build a new idea or program and bring it into reality. Yeah, so I started at Microsoft as an intern and I was directly coming from university and I must say the onboarding experience was so confusing. There was a lot of information. It was over overwhelming. Microsoft is a big organization and the first few, da few days were, yeah, so hard. A lot of, you know, resources and a lot of new people. Um, and as a student's community, we had three initiatives, which were the international initiative, kind of building bridges to other international Microsoft offices. Um, the second initiative was a round table. So we invited every time someone to kind of tell a story about his or her career or any other topic. And the third one was events, like the cool one, which organized, you know, get togethers and uh, fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. So I, I had so I had this overwhelming experience and the student community with the international roundtable and events initiative couldn't help me make it more simple. So I wanted to, to make the experience more, more simple and, and more enjoyable for new joiners um, to just make it, you know, um, yeah, I, so I, I um, suggested to the um, um, student lead at that time to create a new initiative, so a fourth, fourth one, to structure the information that we get and have it accessible and, you know, like one single source of truth and have it, have it clear and transparent to everyone who joins Microsoft as a new intern or new working student or whatever. Um, so yeah, I approached the STEP community lead at that time and he found it to be a great idea and told me, yeah, let's approach HR. And we started then recruiting volunteers for this initiative because it was kind of something that you do on top of your work. It, it's not something that you get paid for, but something that you know engage for. Mm, yeah. um, and the, the most uh, challenging part was to make it look cool because people sure. wanted to go to the events initiative and to international initiative. And That's the always the challenge. <laughs> initiative seemed like, oh, this is so boring. Communication initiative, really? <laughs> Um, but uh, we kind of make, made it cool by creating a kind of a new website and we cooperated with the events initiative to also bring their uh, events as an information because it's also an information to kind of also cooperate with the international and route table initiatives for future events. Um, and yeah, we, we founded it. I mean, uh, I, I kind of was in close contact with HR and our mission, I had to create a mission statement and goals, etc. And our mission was actually to organize the information and make it useful and accessible um, within the community to foster effective communication and collaborate with other initiatives. Um, so I must say at the end, um, for new joiners, uh, the experience or the onboarding experience was, was much more pleasant. And um, since I transitioned from an intern to a full-time job at Microsoft, uh, we did an election for a new community. So that nice. was nice to see that something that that thing has also continued for future generations. And it's, it's a significant part of the community now. And um, new joiners uh, kind of um, also can 
uh, vote to join it. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy to see that people have a more enjoyable and more simple onboarding experience. <laughs> awesome. It sounds like you really turned it into an opportunity mountain. <laughs> How do yeah. you feel about that story? <laughs> um, my feedback. Well, how'd you feel about it? Just just yeah. in telling the story, what do you think? Yeah. Um, it's helpful for yeah. listeners. Yeah, I think I, I didn't, uh, um, I, I definitely talked more than two minutes. It happens. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Um, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I feel it's, it's a simple story. It's not, uh, I don't know, founding a new startup. It's, it's a small, small initiative within Microsoft, but it also shows that Microsoft can also work for you. I mean, this is an example for also showing intra, uh, entrepreneurship and, and founding your own initiatives within Microsoft. So now we also had a new initiative this year which is called the sustainability initiative for people who are more uh, interested like for the environment and uh, getting everything more sustainable etc so um yeah get get your your employer to also work for you and pursue your ideas and and your um your ideas and the things that you want to achieve also within your uh, employer yeah, that's so cool to hear you reflect on and just like think about as well, because this was how you you built an entirely new idea with your team. And so even some of my feedback was like, I love that th this was definitely a huge challenge. And I think you're being humble by saying like, oh, it's just a small thing. It's not a found like, like this was a huge deal. And I think, you know, we could have leaned into I'm sure that there was a lot of banging heads against the wall and running back and forth and figuring things out behind the scenes. So sometimes that tension makes for a really good story. And, and you know, it's your story to tell, but maybe for listeners to to lean into tension and some of the hard, challenging tasks that needed to get done, which you talked about, but I almost feel like you're like, yeah, but they needed to get done. So, you know, you're kind of, you know, <laughs> I, I would have given you your moment to be like, this was pretty hard. And, mm -hmm. and I love that you had the like results at the end um, with like, obviously it being a more pleasant experience and transitioning to the full-time role. And now it's something that's still ongoing. So really highlighting the fact that it it's really, it is a good program and you built something meaningful and sustained. So I was curious, sometimes it's nice to hear if there's any quantifiable numbers about satisfaction or about the number of people that use the website or the like mm -hmm. things like that really stick into the, the, the mind of the listener. And they really help us remember that profound impact that it made, because this sounds like a really cool story and a really cool initiative, something that you did. So you deserve to be proud of it. Don't, don't, uh, don't make light of it. This is awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the HR, uh, people itself now use our website so it's it's become a huge part of onboarding of the onboarding process yeah. um yeah so um no it's it's really cool to to always be able to help and make things more pleasant for others definitely it seems like it's very true to who you are and so wrapping up our conversation today it's been a, it's been awesome to share this coffee chat what is one question that you would like to share for our linkedin heart and hard worker community so one, one question I would like to share uh, that people should reflect on uh, is, is what can you give back to your community and what can you do, especially for youth and women to nurture their education? It's, it's really special because you can really see that alignment in everything that you talked about today and all of the initiatives that you work on at work. And in the short time I've gotten to know you, I can just tell that that's what you're all about. Uh, Haifa, it was awesome to hear 
get to, to learn a little bit more about you and laugh together. Um, I, you know, I'll let the potatoes and the smooth <laughs> peanut butter slide because we're a fan of crunchy tacos. We got one, degree, but there's plenty of other good stuff. But I loved your take on education being so important and turning molehill obstacles into opportunity mountains. That that's a really important theme of this conversation. And then just remembering that no one's perfect. We're all a work in progress, and that's what helps us continue to deliver and to get better and to iterate and to improve. And then even reflecting on your story and talking about kind of your purpose, your mission, and the way that you want to be witnessed as someone who lays it all out and is willing to create more for the future. And you give your best effort to be able to create opportunities for others when they didn't necessarily exist. So it's been really awesome to get to learn from your mindset. And um, thank you again for sharing more about you on this coffee chat of heart and hard work. Thank you so much, Rob. It was a pleasure to be with you and also uh, chat with you. Uh, it was really pleasant experience. So thank you so much for your great host. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Please help us empower more people and share these conversations by following, liking, and commenting on our Heart and Hard Work community LinkedIn page. Your support, reflections, and feedback help us build more together and remind us of how much is possible when we take action with heart and hard work.